0: You're listening to On The Brink, a podcast that brings you up-and-coming country music artists. We expressly prohibit the reproduction of any parts of the podcast without our written consent.
1: Please send your request via onthebrinkpodcast.com, where you can also sign up for updates. Please also support our sister site, stonefieldcountry.net
0: We sincerely thank you for listening and congratulate you on your expanding music library. Looking for a last-minute gift or a special something for that special someone? Mosey on down to the Stone Cold Country gift shop. Pick up a new pair of boots, a pretty top, or a cool new gadget. And while you're at it, check out my favorites on the Shredded Threads Collection. All my favorite holy and shredded jeans all in one place. Go on to StoneColdCountry.net forward slash shop. And check out my hand picked favorite jeans on the Shredded Threads collection under the
1: More tab. Happy shopping! What do you get in your monthly bark box? Two bags of drool worthy treats made in the United States, two mind blowing toys tailored to your dog's size, and one all natural chew. Subscribe today and get a $40 value for as low as $21 a month. It's a bounty of butt-wiggling delights delivered in magical monthly themes like the Wild West and holidays in the city. Subscribe today and save at BarkBox.com.
0: Hey Tyler, how's it going? Good, how are you? Doing good, kind of crazy yeah. today, huh? Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> yeah, New so president, new year,
2: up. that's right. I
0: know. Golly, I know it's just unbelievable. But yeah. hey, we're really stoked. Um, you know, like your new single. Well, firstly, you know, we've played your music. I, I'm gonna say, probably, um, for at least over a year now. You know, yeah, for a while.
2: No, you guys have been super supportive that way, and I really appreciate it for sure. And yeah, is, you know, it, it shows.
0: I was looking back, and we at you were actually included. And one of the uh, a top 10 traditionalists to watch, you know, yep. so we had yeah. you in that video series. And oh, then awesome. we had you in another one where it was our coming in hot special where you had a, a new, new single out and that was last year. Yeah. And then um, we one of your songs also made it to <laughs> our uh, top 20 from 2020. And your yeah. album made it, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, our um, listeners have, you know, really enjoyed your music, and it's really uh, a pleasure and an honor to speak to you today. So, um, because of that, um, because of all the traction you've been getting um, sure. on our end, we wanted to take a deeper dive in terms of, you know, who Tyler is. You know, so <laughs> you
2: know,
0: yeah, who who is Tyler Gummersaw? I mean, who is Scary. this guy? But all the great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know if you really want to dive into that deep into that <laughs> mind. My goodness, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, I grew so I grew up on ranches in in Southwest Colorado, um, and so that was kind of like uh, you know a big part of of who I am for sure. Growing up in a rural setting uh, before we got. Are you to, a real
0: cowboy, Tyler? Yeah. Are you like a real <laughs>
1: cowboy?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, awesome. when, I was, when I was eight, I got my, my first horse and my first guitar and I would spend uh, um, time helping out on the local ranches and doing, you know, cattle drives. That was always a, a real fun, fun time of year awesome. in the spring and spring in the fall, you know, taking, helping out with 800 head of cows to go up into the mountains and stuff. And you actually push. Them on yeah. Yeah. Local, a wow. local rancher had a, a lot of. A lot of cows, and um, we push them on the highway for a while, and then you cut over, you know, through national forest and stuff. So it takes two weeks to get them up to the the grazing permit, you know, the high country. So yeah, I grew up doing all that, all that stuff. Um,
0: That's amazing.
2: Yeah, so that was pretty fun. And then my parents are both um, artists, like like visual artists. My dad's a painter, and my mom's a photographer.
1: And oh, so okay.
2: I had that, that side of stuff going on with the family as well. And we traveled for the art business. So it was kind of a cool upbringing that way where I would do, you know, Western things and then also get mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, deliver art in, you know, big cities and kind of get a feel for that too. But I've, I'm always, <laughs> always love, yeah. love the, the open spaces for sure.
0: Sounds interesting. My gosh, yeah. that's just amazing. So yeah. obviously you did inherit, you know, the, uh, you know creative talent and everything (laughs) obviously you're a songwriter you're a musician you're a singer um but um are you also a visual artist do you paint do you do anything like that or
2: do you don't i I never really i I like kind of taking pictures for fun i never painted Mm -hmm. i I drew a little bit when i was younger um but i decided to to put all my (laughs) creative efforts into the (laughs) music stuff and I was never very very good I do I do enjoy um like doing some like graphic design stuff where like like my album covers and all that I've designed all that stuff oh wow yeah so that's I guess my artistic you know side of things
0: oh Um, yeah so you have some of that as well yeah oh that's awesome a little bit so so you did mention you know uh, working locally and stuff you know on a ranch Mm -hmm. so you know you know and you said that you're from a very particular part of Colorado but um so tell us about your hometown like you know where is your hometown and do you still live like close by and you know if if I wanted to visit or you know if anyone <laughs> wanted to visit like where would you take them is there I mean what do you like most about your hometown
2: Yeah those are those are great questions um so I grew up in in the the county so I guess it's hard to say like a I didn't grow up in a city but um the closest town would be like Durango Colorado Oh yeah um, yeah, and so it's you know um, it's pretty diverse. There's a lot of rivers. There's like mountains, like high country. There's also like high desert. Um, yeah, so um, the landscape, yeah, landscape varies a lot. Um, but yeah, that's where I grew up in that area: Durango, Bayfield, Ignacio, um, and yeah, we're we're actually here right now on the the Southern Indian <laughs> Reservation. We live. I uh, live mm-hmm. in a, an RV, so. We're, mm-hmm. at the, we're at the RV park at the fairgrounds and that's you know I don't you know 20 minutes from home my home. yeah yeah oh. and it's and that's 20 minutes from um, my my parents who live on on a place a little a little ways down the road but um mm-hmm. I've you know traveled and kind of been around a lot of places most recently we were in Texas for a lot but mm-hmm. once uh kind of COVID hit we decided to come back and This is, this is where I'm comfortable. It's like, if we're going to hole up somewhere, we might as well hole up where we love it. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. So you left for a little while and then you came back. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's
2: a, it's kind of funny. It's always been a base here in Colorado, but I've gone gosh, back and forth to Nashville for Mm -hmm. years and and then back and forth to Texas and traveled a lot. So um, yeah, I mean, it's, I think a lot of people, you know, don't know where I live. Just because no, I'm no, gone. No. I'm gone so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, no one really has to know. Just like the general area. <laughs> yeah, gra- be <laughs> no, no,
2: I just mean like, uh, yeah, I just mean like man, I, a lot of people thought I lived in Nashville for a long time. Tyler, mm-hmm. I thought yeah.
0: were, when we started playing, you know, like over a year ago. For some reason, I don't know why I just thought you were from Texas. And then when I, you know, started like researching more of your music and everything, I found out that you were from Colorado. So yeah. there you go. So maybe well, did you live say, in Texas for a while.
2: Yeah. So we've been in Texas for, for, we were up there oh, last year, like, you know, for eight months, we pretty much oh, lived half go. the year down there and then half the year other places for a few years now. Um, but I always like to say that, like, if you look at a map in the 1850s of Texas, like mm-hmm. actually this, the state or territory of Texas stretches up through here, through like yeah, Southwest Colorado, right. all the way to Montana. So I figure mm-hmm. like, you know, that's my green card to <laughs> Texas or something because I, they, they love my right. music there and I, I love, I love playing down there. So yeah. Not a, yeah, not a
0: bad absolutely. <laughs> so, so what do you like most about your hometown? You did say the diversity and the ecosystem, yeah. you know, like very, is that what you like most of it or there's something else that you want to share?
2: I mean that that's that. It really is why I love it. I love the you know the national forest. There's two million acres of national forest uh, right around here. So there's more, definitely more trees than people, which I enjoy. It makes it good for like for like yeah. you know creating and stuff, creating art. Um, but let I mean, the Durango has a, a cool downtown. There's a the neat train. The train goes from Durango to Silverton, a narrow gauge train, which is very neat. A lot of a lot of tourists come come do that. And so, and there's, you know, a, a, a fair amount of clubs and, and, and players. And I definitely got my start um, from playing guitar from, from my guitar teacher, Gary Cook, who is part of the Bardee Chuckwagon, which is a, a dinner and a show um, thing with Western music. And they've been doing it for, for gosh, like 50 years now, I think. And uh, wow. every day Labor Day or I'm sorry, Memorial Day through Labor Day, Every day in the summertime, you can go up there and for twenty bucks, you know, get some barbecue and listen to great Western music. Um, so that that was a big big local attraction and something that um, definitely shaped me. So those are some of my, yeah my favorite things, just the outdoors. Oh my God. And, and yeah, bargains um, and stuff
0: like that. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. Um, you know, I'm from Florida, and it's like, uh, you know, really, yeah, and, you know, I live like minutes from the beach, and it's like, that's the only thing to do here, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, I mean, you know, I seriously, it's like if you don't like water sports and, you know, going to the beach, then you're not going to really have a lot of fun here because that's all there is. (laughs) After a while, though, I have to admit, seriously, it's like I I love that's why your area in Oklahoma and when I go out to Texas, I Uh love it out there because like you said, there's so much diversity in the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. You can, like, literally, just like within an hour or two, you could be at a lake or you could be, you yeah. know, at a mountain. I mean, it's just so beautiful, you know, and we They're just really don't really have cool. that there. Yeah, yeah. So from that area, if yeah. I recall correctly, I... I wanted to ask you who's the most famous person that area. I know Tom Tooley, who was a, you know, I don't know if he got an Oscar for the cane mutiny. That was like a really big film. Um, yeah. Cause I'm like a classic, you know, film buff. I know he's from that area. Is there anyone else that comes to mind? That's really famous from that, like Durango area. Yeah. I, you know,
2: you can't really think of, of anybody necessarily from there. They did film a lot of um, movies here, and they filmed *Butch Cassidy oh, yeah. and the Sundance Kid* when they jump off mm-hmm. the the cliff into the river and stuff. They filmed that in Durango. Um, so I know there's there's some famous mountain bike guys because it's a very big outdoorsy yeah. area for that. And then Charlie Daniels lived here for a long time. He, he wasn't mm-hmm. from here, but he has had a house in, in Durango. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm not I'm not really sure. And more 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 of a famous place, I think, than a famous person necessarily.
0: Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe yeah. you'll be the most famous person that <laughs> comes from <the> Springfield <laughs> maybe, maybe so. Who knows? I'm, know. sure, sure, I'm sure I'm missing somebody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, um, yeah. you know, you said that you grew up basically ranching and mm-hmm. you got your guitar, you know, early on. So obviously, you know, music was always important to you. I mean, you, you know, your parents both are artists. So yeah. um, I'm just wondering if, at some point, you know, when you were growing up, did you just really know that this is what you wanted to do? Or did you kind of have another dream? You know, a lot of times when I talk to people, they say, well, you know, um, I want it to be, you know, I don't know, uh, like an astronaut or, or something. <laughs>
2: sure.
0: um, so I just, you know, wondered if you had, you know, another dream when you were very young.
2: Yeah. Well, for for a little while, I wanted to be a sheep rancher. And I got my first, mm-hmm. first lamb off the, <laughs> off the, the neighbor across the road. There was a, oh. a sheep, the sheep that had qu- like, uh, four lambs. And so one of them wow. he gave to me to start. And so I was, I was pretty young. I was probably like seven or something. And so I thought that mm-hmm. would be a good idea. But that, uh, that dream kind of fell pretty quickly when I, you know, uh, realized the business of it and ended up like, like selling the, the lamb to the feed store lady for the same amount of money that I had bought all the lamb, you know, formula. So
0: <laughs> I realized
2: I wasn't a very good farmer. I'm joking. But, um, but, no, <laughs> but the, my, my dream always was to, was to do music and, and to like, you know, ranch. I mean, my dream still is to be able to, to have a ranch. It's a hard, a hard thing to do, um, you know, especially nowadays to make it as a rancher. So I think I figured, well, I, if I can, you know, be a successful musician maybe I can buy a ranch and then I can just ranch and play music so those, those are definitely awesome. my, two, my two dreams
0: Well tell <laughs> me, let's name. talk about let's talk about that because you posed something very interesting. you said it's uh, very hard to be a rancher nowadays yeah. uh, so yeah. I, you know I'd like to talk about you know those challenges you know and sure. you know what your thoughts are on how that can be helped.
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I have tons of respect for the families who are keeping it going, and I'm certainly not an authority on it. I have a lot of friends who who ranch, but music has definitely taken up most of my life. But I mean, the, basically, the the cost of of the land, you know, once it gets passed down um, through generation to generation, you know, sometimes they can't afford to keep the places because. Usually, the places that are really big, beautiful ranches end up being desirable places and then they can't afford to have the property tax or oh, you know where wow. the kids want to want to sell the ranch. in in Steamboat, Colorado, um, there's a, a thing called Community AG Alliance and some some really smart people up there have I think you know done, done a really good job of preserving that heritage so that you can have a uh, a, a ranch that is still in the same family like for instance some some friends of ours up there it's now it's going to be like third or fourth generation passed Mm -hmm. down next to like you know a multi-million dollar you know uh actor's house or trophy ranch or whatever but but these folks are still doing it which is cool so i mean i think that that's a big challenge is being able to hold on to the property because you need enough property to be able to run enough cows to make enough money type of a deal so you know and then dealing with grazing permits and all that type of stuff i think it's i think a lot of folks have gotten you know smart as well where they're able to do a more like localized um, thing where you know they're selling beef to the local community and there's a few places around here in durango that are doing that and doing it successfully so you know just like anything else there's challenges and you can always adapt but I think the heritage is super important to, to put forward, the whole cowboy ethics thing and, you know, kind of those values of working hard and being honest and doing what's right. That's that's important to me.
0: Absolutely. You know, and with that being said, I think it would be appropriate to uh, listen to Working Man, which is all yeah, for of sure. your last people. Well, how about that? Let's hear that, that right now.
3: Lately I've been working eight days a week At least my back stopped a hurting once I finally felt my feet Nothing is too early I'm on the road by five Using every hour, but still barely getting by. I do my best to take care of a family. $700 just ain't what it used to be. And Lord, I'm getting tired. When did the patron saint? Of the working man finally retired well, The ground is looking dry These cattle look too thin Come hell or how water will drive them all in And the market's holding steady That ag loan's coming due We all know what can happen In just a month or two I do my best Take care of a family 50 cents and a dollar Just ain't what it used to be and Lord, I'm getting tired When did the patron saint of the working man Finally retire? This world is made for winners, that's what I heard him say To justify the theft and lies that bought his fifth estate And I'm all for making a killing, why do you think I work so hard? These days, it seems the deck is stacked against the middle cards. I do my best to take care of a family. I guess a couple million dollars just ain't what it used to be. And Lord, I'm getting tired. When did the patron saint of the working man finally retire?
0: All right, great song, Tyler. And I definitely see why you wrote that song with everything that you shared already, you know, about how you you grew up Yeah, and how you have so much respect, you know, for just the ranching lifestyle and everything. But tell us about your latest single.
2: Sure. Yeah. So, move to Montana um, is the latest one, and uh, you know, kind of, I guess, talks a little bit about <laughs> the dream of being able to be somewhere right. like Montana and riding horses and having fun in the 1800s. But yeah, I, so I wrote it um, like last March. Uh, I was I was in Texas and playing four or five nights a week i mean i was really digging in and then like march 15th i think was the last time i played and then everything closed down right um, yeah. and so i had some some time on my hands
1: <laughs> and
2: well, uh and lots of time yeah lots of time but it yeah. was actually it was good to be able to like you know write again i hadn't been writing for for a while because i had been playing out so much mm-hmm. um and so this song just kind of was inspired by the idea of kind of like escaping away in a daydream and it's like, where do you want to go? Well, I would, I would want to go to, you know, Montana and go ride a horse or something. So, right. you know, I think you can apply it to, to a different metaphor if you like, but that was, um, that was the, the, the general inspiration behind the song. Yeah,
0: I just thought the the song was perfect for the time, you know, for the time that we're living now. Because, I mean, really, who doesn't (laughs) want to, just you know, Uh, no, absolutely. And those wide open spaces look really good, you know, right now. So, um, who did you work with? Now, is this a song that you wrote, or was it a co-write? Or, you know, is there you know some backstory to the song?
2: yeah so I, so I wrote it um, myself just just out mm-hmm. on the in the RV on the highway by, uh, by oh, High Texas <laughs> and, uh, and then it's it's been fun to collaborate with people. Once I got back to Colorado, I set up a little um, recording studio in my in my actually in my old bedroom in my parents' house. so I just have a little mm-hmm. bit of equipment and I've done some producing before so I had some equipment to, to do that. And wait I a minute!
0: Wait recording. a minute, Tyler. Tyler, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back yeah. up. Your yeah, parents sorry. still keep your room?
2: My parents? What? Sorry.
0: Your parents still have your room? Like the? Well, room I mean, it was it, it, it was kind
2: of like a storage. Room at this point, oh gosh! Gotcha. So I kind of okay. re—I kind of retook it over.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, no. It was works. like an
2: extra. It's like an extra room. Yeah, it has a bunch of paintings in it and stuff. It and, has gotcha, you know, some gotcha. of my, my old stuff as well. But yeah, okay, mainly awesome. it was just like an extra room in the house.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't.
2: It wasn't a total like, uh like you know, shrine like to to raw, like Ross on Friends or whatever will it where they keep his room forever.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was thinking wow.
2: <laughs> I'm not they don't they they love me, but they don't want me that much. <laughs> <Of course laughs> but
0: but so funny, I set yeah. up a
2: little a little studio and then it's been fun being able to you know with with 21st century like sending tracks back and forth. So it actually has some really awesome players, my my bass player and drummer from down down in Texas, uh, Michael Kev- Kelton and Trevor Souter. They're playing, um, the rhythm section parts. And then I sent it off to Nashville to get a guy named Aubrey Haney to play some fiddle. And Aubrey's, he's recorded on like, like all kinds of hit records, which is really cool. Um, and then also a lady named Jen Gunderman who played piano and she's, she's a professor of rock and roll at Vanderbilt and then <laughs> she's a pros keyboard player. So it's it's been, yeah. So it's really cool to get to collaborate with folks from a distance. So, yeah.
0: Wow. That's awesome. Well, let's go ahead and hear your latest right now. So that's move to Montana. All right.
3: Montana on a Sunday afternoon I can see a photograph of me and you There's an old log cabin and some ponies ground hide. Acres of high country begging for a ride We'd race across the meadow to that old pine tree laid down in clover with the honeybees yeah if only in our dreams won't you move to montana with me life's getting messy and complicated and messy Highway noise is sure getting to me. Well, we're moving so fast trying to catch the closest dollar, but we somehow always end up spending three. So let's move to Montana on a Sunday afternoon. I can see Photograph of me and you. There's an old log cabin and some ponies ground tied. Acres of high country begging for a ride. Well, we'd race across the meadow to that old pine tree laid down in clover with the honey. These. Yeah, if only in our dreams Won't you move to Montana with me I can't remember When was the last time We were together Nothing in between All these 21st century miracle distractions might not be what we really need. So let's move to Montana on a Sunday afternoon. I can see a photograph of me and you. There's a Old log cabin and some ponies ground tight Acres of high country begging for a ride We'd race across the meadow to that old pine tree Laid down in clover with a honey bee If only in our dreams Won't you move to Montana with me
0: to you about actually traditional country music obviously yeah. i listen to your music you have an awesome blend i mean your music doesn't sound dated you definitely have a very strong western underpinning in your music um you definitely put a lot of traditional instruments in your music as well um yeah. so obviously obviously you have to be a fan of traditional country music so what i would like to ask you is what do you, Tyler Gummersall, love about traditional country?
2: Man, well, I think like all the stuff you just said. I mean, there's there's like many different parts of it to me. The the songwriting number one has always been so strong and like authentic. I know authentic gets thrown around a lot, yeah. but um, you know, when you hear a, a George Jones song or a Buck Owens song or something, you know, yeah. you can have. It can be fun and flip it like you know Buck Owens, but yeah. it's still real. You know, it's still authentic, and you know that that when they're singing it, you believe it. You believe that you right. know they they lived that or or whatever. And then the instrumentation to me really, really is what does it. And from all the genres, from the more bluegrassy kind of side of stuff mm-hmm. with with fiddles to the more Bakersfield, you know, twangy, just all out telecasters I love that mix and I love the yeah. mm-hmm. you know the musicianship as well like to, like they're there're to be able to play those instruments play them simply but really well you know I love that uh, about it and then just growing up going to family dances that's the music that you dance to and and that's the music that I'm really comfortable and familiar with. Um, so I think the the dancing, the songwriting, and the the instruments—that's what I why I'm drawn to it because there's uh, that that combination just turns into something like really special that I think is unique to to country music too.
0: Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I especially like the fact that you said that it you know it's authentic, like it's real. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, you know, and. That, that alone, you know, I think is like absolutely the most important thing, you know, when it comes to, especially traditional country music, it's about real life, period, Mm -hmm. you know, that's really what it is. Um, And then you're right, just the coupling of the instruments. just give it that sound. Like you said, the Bakersfield twang and, you know, we look at other types of, you know, country music that's still traditional that have like the bluegrass, you know, type of sound. I mean, it's, yeah, I like, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, it's just amazing. Now you did mention like Buck Owens and, and George Jones. And I'm curious, you know, who are your musical heroes?
2: I mean, those are definitely two guys. Um, like Buck Owens and, and his band, the Buckaroos, like Don Rich is an amazing guitar player and thrill oh, well, player man. too. So, so those guys I really, really kind of like um admire and, and really like to study. Um and and yeah, George Jones obviously is amazing. George Strait, um, you know, Alan Jackson. I grew up in the '90s, so on yep. the mm-hmm. on the radio there were some awesome, awesome oh, songs. Yeah, you know, it was like mm-hmm. yeah that, and that was shaped me in a big way. Clint Black and and uh, Randy Randy Travis, oh, yeah. um, guys like that, and then you know, I I, I do, I love all kinds of music, I really do, Um, and my middle name is Miles, (laughs) for Miles Davis, my dad would always be listening to jazz, uh, you know, painting, yeah, so, you know, and, you know, that kind of blends over into Western Swing, too, because of jazz and Western Swing, and Bob Wills, yeah, cowboy jazz, (laughs) yeah, exactly, cowboy jazz, Um, I also, like, I'm trying to think, like, I like, you know, Tom Petty and and oh, yeah. Ryan Adams or Whiskey Town, kind of like the early alternative kind of country stuff or drive by truckers, you know, a, a lot mm-hmm. of that were were an influence. And then songwriting wise, I think John Prine and Robert O'Keefe and Townsend and the like the Texas guys, Guy Clark, those people, you know, kind of that's who you strive for songwriting wise. So I don't know, a combination of all that stuff, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's all good stuff. Tom Petty, um, my favorite Southern accent. I think that's just...
2: Yeah, oh. that's that's an amazing song.
0: Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, but everyone that you mentioned is just phenomenal, you know. Yeah. But do you have one that just rises above them all? Like, everyone knows I'm just... I grew up, you know, listening to, like, hard country, you know, just real... Yeah yeah Yeah, i you know i'm a kid in grade school and you know i'm listening to like you know people have been dead like forever you know Um,
2: (laughs) yeah that's awesome
0: (laughs) you know for the most part and um anyway and but you know consistently you know i've always gravitated towards like you know, George Jones, um, Lefty Frizzell, and Merle Haggard. Oh, yeah, Lefty's a great no.
2: one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all three of those guys. I can't believe I forgot Merle for sure.
0: <laughs> and well, no. I, I,
2: if I had to pick one, I think um, another guy I didn't mention for whatever reason, but Hank Williams Sr., I think, is probably, um, like, the quintessential, you know, mm-hmm. songwriter and then just the arrangements, Everything. like, the simplicity, but the genius in his songs. Like, that's that would probably be the one guy if I had to yeah. pick, yeah.
0: No, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. He's just, he, he had everything. He just had everything, yeah. you know, that's really what it comes down to. And then when you start digging into like his life and everything he was going through, I mean, the guy was yeah. in perpetual pain and that's yeah. not an exaggeration because he had no. like a spinal condition or something. And so, yep. um, you know, when you realize that and then you listen to his music You're like, oh, my gosh, you know, he was really, you know, singing, uh, writing and singing from a real place, you know, like going through all this stuff at the time. So it's just amazing. So if you were to, like, introduce someone to traditional country music, Mm -hmm. what song would you pick and why?
2: Man, like, 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 just one song to start with.
0: To start with, or if you have a couple of like a six pack of songs—that's cool too. <laughs> <laughs> Man,
2: it would be so hard. I think so. I think I'd probably I'd I'd like to start kind of like you know with him as the as the foundation, which would be something like like Hey, Good Looking or mm-hmm. or Honky Tonkin' or something like from from mm-hmm. Hank. I mean, I think those are kind of quintessential um, traditional country songs because you can probably draw a line from almost anything after that back to one of those. One <laughs> of those songs, yeah. Cold, Cold Heart yeah. or, or Hey, Good Lookin'. I think that's yeah, what I'd play them for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. To traditional yeah. country music. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's, that's awesome. All right, that yeah. sounds really good. Cool. Well, <laughs> which one is your favorite song out of uh, all of Hank's songs?
2: Oh, man. Well, the first of the first song I ever learned actually on guitar was um, was was Jambalaya. So and I really like that song. And I, I, I honestly, I don't know. I think he Hank wrote it. I'm not sure, but it's two chords, and it's about you know going out on the town. And uh, so that that's got to be that one holds a special place in my heart just because it was the first one to learn, and it was hard because I'd play C and G, and and those are two hard chords.
0: <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> uh, so that was that's that my favorite Hank song, I think.
0: <laughs> oh, let, I, let's go hear that song right now. So Jambalaya, okay. Senior. All right. Cool. There you
1: go. Bye. Goodbye, Joe. Me gotta go, me oh my oh. Me gotta go, pull the P-Roll down the bio. My Yvonne, the sweetest one, me oh my oh. Son of a gun, we'll have big fun, home. Jumbo line, a crawfish pie, and gumbo. Cause tonight I'm gonna see Mama Shazamio. Pick it tough, fill fruit jar, and be gay, Son of a gun, we'll have big fun on the bio Fartin' knows the place is buzzin'. Ken come to see Yvonne by the dozen. Dressin' style and go hog wild, me oh my oh. Son of a gun, we'll have big fun on the bio. jumble line, a crawfish pie, and a feely gumbo. Hosted Tonight I'm gonna see Mama Shazamio. Pick guitar, fill fruit jar, and be gay-o. Son of a gun, we'll have big fun on dubai bio. I'm gonna see mama share the meal. Pick it tough, fill fruit jar and begin Son of a gun, we'll have big fun on the bio. <laughs> that
0: music is the great equalizer, you know. It, yeah, it doesn't sure. matter, you know, um, cause it's one activity that you can enjoy, and you can have that in common, and that can bring people together. And there oh. was a an awesome there was an awesome story I heard about um, with uh, Willie Nelson when he left mm. Nashville um, before yeah. the album thing. So he left Nashville, and he was playing in, in and around Austin, and yep. um, and I, for some reason I can't remember the name of the bar, but anyway, um, his one of his first shows. He had, you know, hippies. And then he had, uh, you know, the locals that were, you know, mostly ranchers and, and things like yeah. that. The Cowboys and, um, and rednecks. <laughs> they, they hated each other. Like, yeah. And then Willie said, Hey, if you just listen to the music, you know, I'm sure that whatever is going on, the differences, you'll see that you're more alike than not wow. alike. And so like I he put that. his foot down yeah Willie yeah. put, really put his foot down you know and he yeah. did that and you know what he was right. He yeah. was right. when they just came to listen to his music they got along perfectly well. You
2: know that's right. No it's so but, true. I mean if we all just listen to Willie Nelson and and yeah. uh, take a second I think the, the world would be much better. Yeah, I, think, I yeah. think you're right. I think that was the, was that, what they call it, the Armadillo World Headquarters or whatever, that big like yeah, warehouse that they would do stuff. And and yeah, that was a really cool era. I mean, yeah. And talk was. about bringing people together. That is, that's special. That's,
0: yeah, a that's lot of needed. people can learn from that. So, yeah, you know, with COVID 19, a lot going on. So, you know, have, you know, is there like an important lesson that you've learned through this COVID 19 pandemic? You know, something that it's taught you?
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think on the more personal or, or selfish side, whatever you want to call it, like, um, kind of being forced to, to take a second and stop like moving so fast, yeah. and really looking at what's important. That was that was good. I think that was a really good thing that came out of this and, and kind of slowing down and like, you know, being like, you know what, it's, it is okay to like, take a little bit more time to, to breathe and, think about things and you know in in the career too it's like you start to feel behind or you start to feel like oh you know whatever like I'm not going as fast as I should be and all this stuff but at the end of the day what's important is you know being <laughs> safe and having a healthy family around you and right. and we've been fortunate that that uh you know we've been okay our, ourselves yeah. it's changed mm-hmm. our lives all a lot but mm-hmm. my parents are both mm-hmm. older and and they've been fine, you know. But it's like I'm picking up groceries for them and <laughs> and yeah. stuff, and delivering them to them or whatever. And and uh, sure. so just like I th- I think I definitely learned to not take anything for granted. It's been it's been kind of rough. I've had some some friends and fans, you know, who who would come to my shows in Texas, and um, one one of them passed away, and fairly young guy. Yeah. And yeah. and that really sucks. But it it you know it makes you appreciate the time that you have with people and appreciate the people who have have come to your shows and done that, you know, beforehand Uh, (laughs) and to be able to remember them. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, So I'm, I think it just has made me be a little bit more appreciative and and not take uh, things for granted. And then also just, you know, the, a good lesson of um, not being super dependent on one, um, on one thing from a business standpoint, like, Unfortunately, in the music industry, most of us make our living playing out, you know, playing live. And so when when something happens and that pretty much completely goes away, you got to kind of reassess, like, well, maybe it is important to, to be making uh, albums as well and, and being able to figure out how to make a little bit of money off that or grow your streaming base or something like that, you know. So those are definitely, I guess, the two things I've learned is to be grateful and then also to uh be a little bit more diversified in in your in your life
0: <laughs> right? yeah no gosh what a bummer though that you had you know uh, a fan that actually passed away
2: That's yeah a- I know, that really sucks And it, and he wasn't super old either and yeah he left behind a, a wife and kids and and uh that yeah. was a pretty rough deal that was pretty shocking to see and then i've also had friends who have you know gotten gotten it for a whole band of friends who've gotten it and they've been totally fine too so it's a it's just a weird 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 thing and a weird weird <laughs> situation but um yeah but it, it gives you a reality check for sure that you know, don't, yeah. don't take anything for granted because <laughs> you might not be here know. tomorrow yeah exactly yeah,
0: you, just, you just never know what side you know you're gonna come out on you know that's yeah. uh, that's really interesting good lord yeah well, yeah. um what is your favorite song that you've recorded so far? I know that's mine. T-
2: man, that's yeah, that is a tough one. Uh I always like I always like the newest thing. I have, a, I have a new song that I'm working on called All in My Mind that I really like. I really like. But um the favorite man, the favorite one of all time. I probably like there's one I recorded called You Pay For It. Um oh, we love that. And, Yeah. Yeah, and it's kinda like honky tonk and stuff and that that one I really love just because we literally, we were, we were in Nashville in a studio called Welcome to 1979, and I was um, producing an album for a friend of mine. His name's Robert Kent Boss, and so we had the, the band there, and I had intended to like record some of my music once we were done with his songs like in the next couple of days, and we kind of got done early on one day, and so I was just kind of like, hey, you know, can I borrow the band and throw this song down? And he's like, yeah, sure. And so it was really great musicians. It was Dave Jakes, who was playing bass. He's John Prime's longtime bass player. And then oh. Brad Pemberton was playing drums, who, who's, who plays with Steve Earle right now.
1: And oh, then awesome.
2: uh, Jen, Jen was there. Well, yeah, Jen Gunderman, she was she playing piano. piano. Mm-hmm. And literally, it's like so much fun. You, you sit down on the couch, you play the song for the band acoustically, and they all just kind of write down their chart, like run through once, and maybe they have a question. And then we all went to our respective, you know, booths and instruments, and and we just played it, and I mean, it probably took, you know, half an hour, really, start to finish, to just kind of record this whole thing, and we recorded to analog, two-inch tape, and that was just really fun, wow. because it's just music being made in that kind of,
0: spontaneous, you know, thing like that. yeah,
2: spontaneous thing, so, and to get to hear a song come to life with such amazing musicians is always really fun to me, but that, I like that yeah, That was a cool one
0: We we love that song That is one of yeah. my favorite songs too you Thank know. you um, Absolutely So we're going to hear it right now You pay for it You
3: work hard For your dollars well, it feels like a life's a-breathing in your neck Big bag gets chewed Daddy check No one likes losing a bet But there's something in this world we all discover That's that you pay for it one way or the other I always heard nothing in life is free But I never knew that they were talking to me I'm a pretty good guy I don't know why lady luck won't alone me I guess you pay for it one way or the other Well, they say it's a bargain Yeah, there's always a sale on what you don't need You buy it anyway, but the credit's never free Try to save time by cutting the line For something better around the corner but we all pay for it, one way or the other I always heard nothing in life is free But I never knew that they were talking to me I'm a pretty good guy, don't know why Lady Luck won't the alone import for a clover I guess you pay For it, one way or the other Well, you better like what you're doing when you're doing it Make sure the grass is really greener for you up and jump the fence Don't learn the hard way, take it from me, oh my sisters and brothers We all pay for it one way or the other nothing in life is free but I never knew that they were talking to me I'm a pretty good guy don't know why any luck I guess you for it one way or the other you guys really love the music and that's what's
2: so special about it and I think I forget I'm not great on the timeline of it but like you know in the 70s or 60s or something I think you could only own like some one person could only own 10 stations or something like that. But yeah. I know like Buck Owens owned a lot of stations and then he'd have like stations in his sister's name and stuff. But yeah. the cool thing about that is that you have like a, a diversity though. You have individual people who like, you know, it's not one person, like clear channel. It's like two or three people that program, you know, the whole, literally the whole oh, nation's yeah. nation stuff. Yeah. And that's, that's just like, you know, big corporations doing business with other big corporations which is fine it, it works for for that and it works for, for popular music mm-hmm. but the cool thing is like stations like you or a lot of the stations in texas or you know even overseas it's like you guys love music and you play what you what you love and that's that's the cool part that's the unique yeah. part that's the human part so i think yeah, it's super exactly. important
0: yeah no, I and you know I absolutely agree with you. Um, and you know, and it's um, I can't remember who said it, but um, gosh, I wish I, I could remember. I think it was uh, the guy from Saving Country Music. He said that. Oh, yeah, yeah you know these uh, big corporate radio, they do this and that, but the fans, you know, are coming up with their own radio stations, their own playlists, their own. So it's like you know, there's a whole you know, um counter movement, you know, that support yeah. what you know, the kind of music that we enjoy, you know. And so sure. corporate radio can continue doing what they're doing, but, you know, we're, you know, there's always going to be a counter movement that's going to support what they feel is quality music, you know, and that's yeah. really what it's down to. Um and then I've started seeing um a lot of uh different associations spring up that also you know, um, have uh, like awards and things like that. There's a big one in Oklahoma. Um, I think they're called American Western uh, Arts or something like that. They're out of uh, Ida. Oh, really? Ada, yeah. I'll have to check
2: that out. That's cool. Yeah. I know about like Ameripolitan. That's like yeah. Dale Watson's thing. And then obviously Americana or whatever, but I'll check out that, that one. That's yeah,
0: that one. That one, one, that one um, is really good because they do have more of like the Western artists, the artists that cool. are doing like. Yeah, yeah. That's really a, an awesome association. So mm-hmm. um, moving forward, you know, still we're on. The uh, second, you know, kind of tough question, um, you know, which is basically, you know, as artists, you know, I really believe that, um, you know, you're able to put your grief and anything that you've gone through, you know, on, you know, paper, you know, and that's part of, you know, being an artistic and creative person, being able to work through things, right? Through your music. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, definitely. yeah, uh absolutely. I, I think it's probably one of the reasons why Hank Sr., you know, was such a poet, right? He was yeah. going through so many things and he was able to write about it. So, um, Tyler, you know, have you ever, you know, like gone through something like that you've, you know, really um had a tough time just, you know, getting through? I mean, you know, what's the toughest thing that you've ever had to go through in your life?
2: Yeah. That, that's a good question and I, I'm I think fortunately I have pretty boring answers to that one um, in terms of like you know like like a tragedy or um, super big personal problems I really haven't had I've been very lucky to have like a good oh, awesome. <laughs> a good life that way the the toughest kind of struggle I think um, and and not so great side <laughs> has been definitely like growing up um, with artist parents who have have you know like basically fed a family just through their art like that's not many people can Uh, do that and and the reason is that it can be really hard sometimes so (laughs) like you know there's no steady paycheck um and it all kind of depends on you know kind of what's going on in the the world a little bit. And, and it's, and it's not like food, you know, it's a luxury item, stuff like that. So, you know, I, I never starved or anything like that, but I definitely, we've, we've had challenging times financially. And I think growing up, (laughs) growing up, uh, knowing how to deal with that really helps me for then, you know, starting a life in music, which is also can be very challenging financially. (laughs) (laughs) right <laughs> there's no there's no steady stuff so you know i've i've definitely had uh adversity that way and then you know getting through it um the one thing that that has always been there is is like you're saying you just go write another song and play another gig and that kind of snaps you out of whatever is going on in your in your life, um, and either by writing through it or just by kind of getting a little bit of distraction, and, like taking a step back and being like, you know, this is, <laughs> here's, here's a little yeah. piece of art, you know, in, in the world that can bring some beauty to a sometimes not so beautiful world. So, um, I don't have like a specific one specific thing, but definitely have, you know, like, you know, struggles over the years and, and, and also it just, just trying to reach goals, um, you know, in, in a, in the industry or a a path that can be can be pretty tough like sticking with that persistence is you know there's definitely times when it's like well you know uh, (laughs) I'm I'm 30 I've been doing this for like literally 15 or 20 years you know and I'm still still struggling at it sometimes that can be that can be a bummer but when you write a great song or you get to play a gig with some people who are awesome musicians and you're just up there having fun like that definitely makes it <laughs> all worth it and that's <laughs> the, the, the lift allows you to put up with with whatever life is throwing at you that's for sure
0: yeah no that those are very important lessons to learn early on you know so yeah. it, you know it, it does make you more resilient i think yeah, you know for sure. kind of a little tougher you know um Mm -hmm. because you just know that you know hey (laughs) you know you might not get you know the xyz thing that you wanted you know for christmas or something you know (laughs) know, (laughs) be happy to you know make that you know foods on the table and everything else because that's just the way it is so in a way um you know in retrospect i mean i know that you know that that is definitely tough, but it also makes you more resilient. It makes you tougher, and it makes you, you know, find creative ways to do things too. You know, Yes, yeah. you no, know, I,
2: I agree for sure. I agree with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to. Um, you know, I'm I'm always um, very impressed when I hear you know how someone has stayed the course even though you know things have been tough. And everything, sure. um, because um, and I and I always wonder what keeps you on the course, right? Because yeah, um, you know, music is anything creative seems to have a lot of. Like built in obstacles, you know, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) for some reason, you know. um, So, uh, you know, why do some people like stay within? Other people are like, you you don't, you know, they check out, you know, like they walk away from it without, you know, I don't, well, I guess, you know, I'm a huge, you know, fan of like the Turnpike Troubadours and stuff. And, you know, how then, and Felker just kind of walked away from music. I mean, maybe not forever, but he's been out of it for a couple of years now. Yeah, and so, yeah. you, you know, you wonder what keeps people, um, on course. So I, you know, I guess, you know, that's something I'd like to ask you, sure. if you feel comfortable answering it, yeah, you sure. know, what keeps you on course? Like what, you know, you've already shared that, um, you know, it can be tough, you know, it can be tough trying to do music and um, being creative and getting out there and, you know, trying to do, you know, what you do. And so, why do you you know stay with it like you could go back to school and like learn some you know other types <laughs> yeah. of I don't know are um, no, yeah.
2: definitely easier easier ways to make a living for sure yeah,
0: yeah so that, that's you- a, I think
2: that's a great question um, for, for me I, I, you know I can't answer for for everybody else. I, I think it's oh, a very right. interesting because I wonder that too myself like I, and I also wonder you know it, it's certain stages of different people's careers you know like sometimes i'll look and like i don't even know if i would want that type of a career or, or i don't even like i don't really want to be famous necessarily it's not about like being famous or stuff like that like that's actually probably a no. negative so i understand probably at some guys when they get to that level maybe it is hard and that has its own challenges but yeah. for for me um you know i i do i love playing music and I love writing and just on a personal level it's like it's really fun and the challenge of it to me is really um, is super engaging like the challenge of writing a, a song and the challenge of playing a song and the fact that literally like it, it can never be perfect literally like you can always get better it's something where there's no ceiling in in um, you know writing the perfect song or Recording the perfect song or playing the perfect show, that fact I think keeps me engaged on like a kind of personal level in terms of just always striving to kind of get better and having that challenge because I love I love the challenge of that. And then, on the broader kind of scheme of things, you know, I, I don't want to sound. I don't know, right word, like arrogant or something. I don't know if arrogant's the right word, but like I'm not a a cop or a firefighter or a teacher, you know, I'm not really contributing to the world that way. So I feel like the way I can help the world is by trying to write songs that maybe either make people happy or help them out through a tough time or, or, you know, maybe bring light to some sort of, you know, issue that I think needs light brung to. So those two things, like the challenge of it and then also trying to make the world a better place, like I have that song, Better Than You Found It, and I, I really believe in that. Trying trying to leave it a little bit better than you found it is important to me, and, you know, every once in a while, you'll get those validations where somebody will say, you know, this song <laughs> really means a lot to me or it reminds me of my dad or, or this or that, or I had a, 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 a lady put a note in the tip jar when we were playing a show, and, and she said, you know, this is the first time that my husband and I have danced since he got a a heart (laughs) a heart a new heart and like you know you don't know how happy it is for us to be dancing together to this music and stuff like that I think you know
0: oh my gosh
2: keeps keeps you going
0: (laughs) oh yeah oh my gosh I was like so touched by that yeah
2: no it's that was pretty special I still have that note I keep it in my writing book and you know that that type of stuff is, is
0: wow, I feel like if amazing. I'm able
2: to do stuff like that, I should keep doing it.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely. And you know, that's funny. You mentioned a song that is actually one of my favorite Tyler Gummersall songs. It was oh. off of your <laughs> Long Ride Home. Uh, yep, that's yeah. It. And I love that song better than you felt. Let's hear it right now.
3: That. I'd never talked much Mostly led by example But I sure listened when he did And there is one speech I clearly remember From when I was just a kid We were driving in that old green I'm sure glad I got to hear these words. He said, son, always close the gate. They're stuck in the field. Don't take your loved ones for granted. Tell them how you feel. And it's not how you fall down, it's how you get up after you slip. And most of all, leave this world better than you found it. I've known success, I've known failure, I've known a broken heart or two. Sometimes it isn't clear To see what's best Or even know what to do And If it ever got bad well I'd close my eyes And listen to Dad Say, son, always close They're stuck in the field Don't take your loved ones for granted Tell them how you feel And it's not how you fall down It's how you get up after you slip And most of all Leave this world Better than you Someday I'll have a boy Of my own Scary as it may be At least I'll have some words To pass on And I can say Son Always close the gate They're in the field Don't take your loved ones for granted Tell them how you feel And it's not how you fall down It's how you get up after you slip And most of all Leave this world Leave this world
0: This COVID-19 thing Has really made me think about things To be honest Because it's like tomorrow's never promised Like I've never thought about my own mortality. I mean, you don't think about things like that until like you're in your, I don't know, fifties or sixties or something. Yeah, not exactly. There. But um, but really, I've started thinking about you know one's mortality because of this COVID nineteen thing. I've seen so many yeah. people like you. I you know and and knock on wood, like you, I've not had anyone in my you know family or in my you know close circle uh, sure. be impacted. You know, so knock on wood But you keep hearing the stories And things like that, you know And so it makes you Yeah, it makes you wonder like You know, how long do we really have on this earth You know, and what are we doing With the time that we have, you know So it's like I've gotten to the point Where You know, I like I want to put out like at least one album of like, you know, 14 of my songs and then that's it. And I'll worry about it anymore just because I don't know, you know, how things are going to, you know, unpack, you know, uh, in the future. I don't know because we don't know how this is all going to play out. We just don't know. It's a new world, you know, really or a new normal. To a certain extent, you know, Um, and then they're even talking about that there might be another strain that's even more. I mean, you know, I try not to hear anything. (laughs) <laughs> no. good, you know. no. yeah but it, it's good to know at least so that you know what's going on but um sure but you know it doesn't make you think about you know w- what's going on and and if you're really going to have another year or another 20 years because you know you just never know so you're doing the right thing Tyler and just going for it you know in your yeah. own way you know, just doing, doing what you really love, following your passion, following your heart, and, you know, whatever that means. And, you know, if you're making great money, great, but when you're not, it's still good, because you're doing what you want to do, you know, and that's really what it comes down to, you know, does that make sense to you?
2: No, it does. It does make sense. And I think, I think what you're saying, you know, I think I felt uh, similarly, too. And that's why I was just like, you know, kind of, start start releasing a song a month type of deal i mean i've been really prolific the past since you know this yeah this year happen. and and yeah. part of it is is like yeah you want it like because i feel like the songs deserve to be out there and and i want them out there and that is a cool legacy to leave behind i mean you yes. know john john prine i love john prine and his music is amazing yeah. and it was so sad to lose him this year oh, just God. like so many yeah. other country greats but look mm-hmm. at the legacy they leave you can always yeah. go listen to a John Prine song or a Charlie Daniels song. And that is really special. So, you know, I think, you know, putting it out there is, is great. And
0: it's all right. Switching gears. Cause you got real serious all right. there. So, That's um, right. <laughs> so what's the most <laughs> useless skill that you have?
2: <laughs> oh man. Well, I have to pick one. I have a lot of useless skills. My goodness. Um, useless. And that, that is such an interesting question too, because, because it has to be like a skill. It's not like just yeah. like something you're bad at. It's something you're good at, but that's uh, that's useless. Because <laughs> I keep getting caught up on like I just think of things I do I do badly, you know. But that's like not uh-huh. not, not, not a skill. I'm like I have I have a uh, yeah. Um, well, probably, you
0: can have a skill doing bad though too. So yeah, I a
2: skill that i that I'm doing bad. Yeah, So like I have a really good skill at like. Making jokes that my girlfriend does not laugh at. But I Let's, think hear it's one. Funny.
0: Let's hear one. Well,
2: I don't know. It has to be like, it has to just be like kind of in the moment where I just say something uh, silly that I, that I, that I laugh at myself.
0: Uh, okay. Here's, here's
2: my most useless skill. Here's the useless skill. Laughing at my own jokes.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely my, uh, my most useless skill.
0: <laughs> All right. Yes. Okay. Uh, you like
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, that's, that's cool. That's cool. That's the best. That's so, the
2: best you get, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, did, did you think about um, who you most closely identify with? That's a cartoon character.
2: <laughs> I mostly uh, resemble the Wiley e. Coyote when I'm in like a a like you know feverish state of getting things done.
0: Yeah, so sometimes why I running? get
2: going really fast and I'm like the Wiley Coyote like running too fast and then yeah. So
0: that's, oh, that's cool. That yeah. <laughs> I hopefully you don't end up like him though.
2: <laughs> he never no, went. I don't I don't want I don't ever want to get to the end. It's just the yeah, the in between.
0: <laughs> oh, that's cool. No, I like that. That's cool. Okay. I, I like that. love yeah, I love the old Bugs Bunny uh cartoon. Ooh, yeah. So we saw a video of you and I guess it was you, uh your um, your um, girlfriend and your mom possibly yeah. from what Marie said and it looks yeah. like you guys were in the kitchen cooking something up so um yeah. what what's like the most epic fail you've had in the kitchen
2: oh man well other than like spilling things all the time and having yeah Emily get mad at me for spilling things i i recently actually i decided to uh to make some waffles but i decided to like you know deviate from the recipe and just kind of wing it and when it comes to baking winging it is probably not such a good idea so Uh and and i was trying to do them like gluten-free so i was like I used like coconut flour and it was yeah that was terrible they were like cardboard discs in the waffle maker and
0: oh my god yeah it was bad It
2: it was a bad one yeah (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh no but that's all i give you props though for trying and for actually making waffles and not just sticking you know the pre-made in a toaster and that type of. oh thing. yeah no
2: we, we make it from scratch for sure oh, and I I, I I redeemed myself the next week by actually following the recipe but
0: yeah oh and how did it come out good
2: then it came out good when i followed the recipe
0: Oh, good. Awesome. <laughs> hey, I've seen Tyler. I, I ask you that, but I've seen where someone can follow the directions, even to a T, and it will uh-huh. still taste like cardboard for some reason.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, but then, then you can blame it on the recipe, but I couldn't blame this. Yeah. On the recipe. This was definitely my failure.
0: Oh, awesome. <laughs> that's good for you. So, do you do a lot of cooking? I mean, obviously not, but do you try to?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I I love to cook. I always grew up cooking with my mom and my grandma and stuff. And yeah, I enjoy it. And being in a, being like in an RV when when we're traveling too is kind of fun because then you're actually able to have a, a kitchen and, you know, it's fun to eat food on the road, but it's also nice to be able to, you know, cook something yourself. Totally. This
0: next question is like the most hated question ever. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone hates this yeah. question. That's probably one of the reasons why I keep asking it, because because everyone hates <laughs> it. that tells me it's a pretty darn good question. No, so so this question is: If you were on a deserted island, what five albums would you have to have, and why? Now, I had one yeah. uh, of Hey Hayden Haddock um, from Texas. He answered with singles. And that was the first deviation I had oh, from a, the actual uh, question. So you can do either. So he said that's, he set pretty, the, cle- that's
2: pretty clever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They only five. But he would give you like 40 singles then if it was five yeah. albums. Or just you, <laughs> really?
0: No, oh, no. That's hilarious. <laughs> what he said was that he can, you know, he's the type of person that would, you know, put a song that he really likes on repeat and he doesn't, yeah. you know to it for like forever. <laughs> so I was like, okay. just wear it out. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I got that. Yeah.
3: All right,
2: let's see. Okay, this is a good question. Yeah, it's super hard. I mean, it's super hard to answer, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dwell on it. So, I yeah. I, I definitely couldn't live without the live from Carnegie Hall. Buck Owens and his Buckaroos record. Um, that album mm-hmm. is is awesome I'll because mm-hmm. and and it's and it, it's different, you know, because it's a live album. But man, they just are having so much fun playing that music um i think another album also probably a live album is the Robert o'keen um live dinner number two which they recorded at floors um general store which in in texas and and that was a big formative album for me and i still love that record so those two <laughs> are like killer live albums and then man so let's do so then uh, yeah, probably three would have to be John Prime's self titled album, uh, with like all those great, great songs on it. Cause you can just Nine. dive into that for days. And then something to, to calm down with would probably be, uh, Miles Davis is kind of, kind of blue. So that's, that's four. Man. And then to round it out with a fifth album. That is that is a hard a hard choice. Let's see. Probably something to. Probably yeah, maybe go back to the Tom Petty thing. To um, not Wildflowers, but what's the other one? The 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 Moon one. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. Album, half something something half moon. I can picture the album cover, but yeah. So so then a Tom Petty album. Why not? Those are those are my five.
0: Wow, that's pretty awesome. They're it's all weird, really
2: but you know,
0: yeah. Those, <laughs> those are. You're talking about, gosh, now this is going to really bother me. Full moon fever. That's it. Full moon fever. The,
2: there it is. There you go. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I have that. Yeah, that's awesome. Those are all really good. Now, do you still spin any of those albums, or?
2: Yeah, yeah, and I like I like vinyl. I think I have. I don't have the Buck Owens one in vinyl. I have. Miles Davis one in vinyl, and I have the um, the Tom Petty one in vinyl. But yeah, I, I I listen all the time, either on my phone, you know, or or whatever. I'll just I'll, I'll revisit all those all those songs.
0: Yeah, I've recently started like transitioning everything I have into like vinyl. I've started buying really? vinyl. Sure. Like sure. yeah, yeah, and now like even the newer stuff, I'm starting to buy it on vinyl. You know, because like it's it. just a good- yeah, it's a different experience. It's like a it's really different than just, you know, yeah. listening to it, you know, on like one of the streaming services cuz um it's a I I like the album art. I'm I'm like really big on the album art and the liner notes and all that mm-hmm. stuff, you know. So you just don't get stuff like that online. <laughs> you know, it's No, really no, a, you
2: don't. And it's as yeah. cool that like you you you, you sit down and you listen to the whole thing, you know, type of because it's not skipping tracks or whatever unless you're really no. good at finding the group.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, no, I Yeah, <laughs> cool. yeah we do we sit down and I listen to like every single song on there? And then, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and play the single, of course, but then we'll start playing, you know, the songs that we like most, you know, out of yeah. the album. And so, yeah, definitely. So, hey, we've gotten to the point where, you know, it's time for you to, to kind of share something with your fans, you know, something that they might not know about you. And then also keep in mind, Tyler. There will yeah. be a lot of people listening to this podcast that maybe are not familiar with you. Not yet, you know, sure. um, because it, it's, you know, very common knowledge that even if they've heard your music, sometimes they don't even know it's you, you know? Yeah, no, <laughs> um, for sure. you, know, yeah,
2: you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just, that's just the way it is. Sometimes um, there was this one artist who I liked several of their songs, but I didn't, you know, didn't associate the songs with a particular artist. Oh, yeah, I've heard that song. And then I found out, like, you know, six songs from this one artist. I was like, oh, wow, you know, it's the same person, you know. and And I'm in music, so I can imagine that other people that are more casual about music Might have heard, you know, a couple of your songs, you know, especially if they've been listening to Stone Cold Country, but might not know, you know, a lot about you. So I'd like for you to take this time and just, you know, share something with the folks that are just discovering, you know, who Tyler Gummersall is. Sure.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, first off, I appreciate everybody's ears, you know, listening, whether they know who I am or not. <laughs> so yeah, everybody yeah. who's been out there, you know, listening and, and streaming and, and stuff like that and supporting stations like your station. I, I think that's great. Yeah. So I want to thank you for that. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you covered all the bases, but I, I just like playing music for folks. So, um, you know, if, if uh, they want to know more about me they can listen to the podcast. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely cool. You're on a mission to like uh release a new single every month or every other month. Like you're trying to do that. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, yeah. I've been doing that since July and I'm gonna try to keep it up too. And probably I mean I think at some point once a year I should I'm gonna try to like put a collection of the songs together and then release it as an album or something, but yeah. Yeah.
0: that was going like, to be my cool. next question. Well, this album is, you know, pretty new, you know, for the most part, yeah. it just yeah. came out last year. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just last year, actually. Mm-hmm. 2020. So, um, yeah. So you still have some time, you know, <laughs> cause and, and, really. <laughs> yeah. So that that's fine. Well, tell the fine folks, Tyler, how they can connect with you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, your website, and any other places where you might be at, if you could provide your handles across social sure. media and also your website address.
2: Yeah. So I have a I have a weird name. I guess that's the, the main thing you need to know about me is that I, my name is Tyler with two L's. So it's T Y L L E R and then and then music. That's most of my handles. So just Tyler with two L's, music. Um, so Facebook, Instagram. Uh, that's my handle and then that's also my website so you just go to tylermusic.com and then you can you know find your way to all those other sites as well and then you know uh you know, obviously listen on stone cold country but if you have a streaming service as well it's just tyler with two l's and then gummersall so usually if you get tyler with two l's and then you know a g i G, I'm the only like tyler with two l's out there in- and <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a great thing about having, and you know, I spelled your name with one L, like for the longest time, I have to admit, you know, and I'm like, it's fine,
2: I mean, I I don't get weird about it or anything, I know it's, I know it's odd, so most people, yeah, most people get it after a while, but I think they're afraid of like, you know, that I made a typo, and so then they're, you know, correct correct me, which is fine. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's true no that's absolutely true um there, yeah yeah and that is true because you know that was exactly what i
3: thought
2: <laughs> yeah no no really. and if you're if you're trying to listen to my music and you're and you're asking alexa to play me or something you have to uh. say you have to say Tiller.
0: Yes, yes, yes okay. <laughs> Alright, so you already know these things Alright <laughs> well, um, Yeah, that, that's absolutely The truth. Tyler, it's been a blast Talking to you. Um, you know, we've really Gotten to know you a lot better Now, you know, we know more about You know, the man behind the music Which is always cool. You're a super Nice guy um, So we usually close out Either with an acoustic song That you play or, you know, a a uh, favorite song of yours so it's your yeah. choice
2: well let's let's play let's play uh let's play Hank Williams Sr.'s Hey Good Looking I think if I had to pick one song period all time I love that song so let's play
0: that all right so we're gonna close out with Hank Sr.'s Hey Good Looking thank you Tyler for you know spending some time with us today you take care
2: Thank you so much, and thanks for everything you do. I really appreciate you taking the time.
1: Say hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking something up with me? Hey, sweet baby. You think maybe we could find us a brand new recipe? I got a hot rod Ford and a two dollar bill, and I know a spot right over the hill. There's soda pop and the dancing spree. So if you want to have fun, come along with me. Say, hey, good looking, what you got cooking? About cooking something up with me
0: the brink 2021.